Womack and Womack. Ay, 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 ay. That song. Mm. I, I'm sure you were dancing like ours. I see our A-teamer here. A-teamer, you, you keep complimenting all the songs that we play, but I don't know your name. Give us your name, man. Oh, baby, let me hold you. Eh? Give us your name, please, A-teamer. You sent us a, a, a message here saying the weekend has started. Warmark and Warmark, the music. Yes, we are enjoying the music here. 13 minutes after 11. Thanks, Mudupi. Uh, looking forward uh, to working with you again. Hopefully, we'll do it again next week. For now, A-teamers, it's time for Closet Conversations, the Thursday edition. And we are going to be joined by Dr. Miriam Khan, talking about green flags in an intimate relationship. This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Closet Conversations Let's welcome our beautiful Dr. Miriam Khan, who's a registered natural medicine uh, doctor with a master's degree, um, focusing on sexual and reproductive health and rights and its intersections with gender and religion. Dr. Khan, you've played Houdini on us. (laughs) Good evening. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Patricia, how are you doing? I've missed you. That's how I'm doing. How are you? I've missed you as well. (laughs) I'm doing okay, not too bad. My daughter actually wasn't well, so I needed some time out. Oh, how is she doing now? You know, she had a good she had a good patch, and then today, as fate will have it, she had a little bit of a bad spell again. So we're just trying to give her the best attention that she we can. Strength to your doctor, uh, to your daughter, and I do hope, uh, Doctor Khan, that she gets healed and strong very, very soon. Please keep Thank us updated. You so much. I, I know the entire A Team family is going to be keeping her in their hearts and in their thoughts and prayers. Oh, we appreciate that, Doctor Khan. Today we're talking um, green flags. During Something different. Intimate. Yeah. And, you know, I was saying <laughs> when I was introducing the show, are they red flags? Are they, um, you know, yellow flags? Are they pink flags? But I think the green flags are very, very important because we hardly ever concentrate on the things that we should be celebrating in our r- intimate relationships. And it's always Absolutely. the negative. So, yeah, talk to us about these flags. Absolutely. So, you know, we're always talking, like you said, we're always talking about red flags, right? We're talking about sirens and warning signs. So what do you look for? And we generally talk about it in terms of a relationship. So what is a red flag in a partner or in your relationship? And we're turning the table a little bit today. So we're looking at the positive and we're focusing on the positive. And not only so you notice the good things and the positive things that your partner is doing, but also so that we can equip you to be doing those things also if you're not doing it already. So we're looking at green flags and we're focusing on the positive and we're specifically looking at green flags in bed. So we know that intimacy is not, you know, specific for the bedroom, but that is our context. So that kind of intimate setting, we're looking at green flags in bed. So I'd actually like to hear what the listeners think that is, what are green flags in bed, and if they identify any of this in themselves or in their partners. So what are things that, you know, you would consider as care um, or considerate, uh, compassionate, respect? What are acts that you would consider, uh, you know, acts of care or consideration or respect in that intimate setting. That's what we want to hear about tonight. 
Yeah, A-teamers, please call in. Let's hear the things that you consider as green flags, as Dr. Khan has said. We want to hear from you. What, what are the things that would make that relationship that you are in or your next relationship or your marriage flourish? What are those little signs and uh, actions and words that will make it also beautiful for you? Call in on 011-714-2006 or SMS 41391. WhatsApps can go to 06. 104-104-107. Remember, if you're going to send a voice note, keep it short, sweet, audible, and precise. Dr. Khan, talking about green flags in a relationship, I mean, when people are dating, let's start it there. What are some of the things that a healthy dating um, relationship has intertwined in it? I mean, you know, we, we are so quick, like we were saying earlier, to note the red flags. Oh, no, that's a red flag. Get away, get away, get away. But what are the green flags when you start dating someone before you even start getting intimate? You know, Patricia, I think that we live in such a hookup culture. I don't even know if people know what dating means anymore. <laughs> Have you come across this? I think it was they, they dubbed it the essay that some guy wrote to a girl who asked her, asked him for a meal because she didn't have electricity somewhere in Harting. Not sure if you came across that thread, but a guy in response, apparently someone who had been dating her for a certain amount of time, you know, he responded and he said he thinks that they are misunderstood. She is misunderstood about his understanding of relationship and advancement, and he doesn't think they're at the stage where she can make those kind of requests. Yeah, that if yeah. she doesn't have electricity, that she can message him and say she's hungry and she needs a meal. So. You know, that creates so much of a storm on, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And it was quite amusing to go through the threads and the way people were so, you know, moved by this in positive and in negative ways. People were upset because there's this idea of women being gold diggers. And at the same time, you know, there's this idea that men only want women for sex. And I think that it really depends you know, on what the person is looking looking for. So it takes a lot of honesty, you know, and being upfront and straightforward about, is this just a hookup? And, you know, for people like, like myself, like old-fashioned people, uh, and depending on what religion and religious background and faith and, you know, you know, culture, all of these things. So people frame dating in different ways. Like someone like myself, dating is for marriage. You know, and for other people, it's to pass time, it's to have fun, um, you know, it's for sex, it's for different things. So it really depends on what you want. But I think some of the good things or the positive things you should look for with the positive signs or the green flags would be, you know, communication. And, and again, I must come to this point that some people can appear very open and very trusting, and that could just be their game. Mm. You know, because I, I remember a long time ago, a very good friend of mine said to me that, you know, guys do this. A, a male friend said, you know, guys do this. You know, if they want something, they will make sure they get it anyhow they can. So if it means sharing some details about their family to make you feel like they're trusting you, like, you know, you can trust them and they're letting you into their personal lives, they will. So they will say something like, you know, my mom does whatever or my sister's like, you know, uh, X, Y, Z. And then you're going to think, 
oh, you know, he's sharing about his family and that kind of thing. So you start trusting the person. So I think where we are right now, especially with post-pandemic phase, a lot of people are looking for connection. It's for different reasons. You know, people need connection for escape. People want to have sex. People want um, intimacy in, in, in the sense of communication and cuddling and a partner and someone they can spend time with and can understand them. Maybe they're going through a rough patch for whatever reason post-COVID. So people are looking for different things. And I think the more open we can be about what we're looking for, the less hurt we can cause other people. So open communication, but also be aware that not everyone's intentions in being open is uh, correct, but a green flag, open and honest communication. Here's an ATMO sent us a message here saying money is also green. (laughs) (laughs) I like this one. Don't we know it? I like this one. Money is also green. In South Africa, the green note is a 10 rand. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So are you looking for 10 rands, (laughs) ATMO? Or are you looking for dollars, yeah? This is something that you know we, we came across a, like maybe a month or two ago in a conversation with an A-teamer where we spoke about you know the understanding that the general understanding that women are in it for money you know in it, into hookups or into relationships for financial security but I think what we failed to mention is that women also offer a lot of emotional labor in return um, so you know how do you put a price on that emotional labor? So if you think about women being, you know, if, if, you, if you think about it in terms of money, how do you put a price on the amount of care that's given or care that's provided or the emotional labor that, that you put into a relationship? How do you put a price on that? You can't. You definitely exactly. can't. But in this day and age, there's really few women who are stay-at-home moms. There's really few women who are not um, pursuing a career because times are just so tough. You can't afford to not pursue a career right now. That's correct. So a green flag for some may be money. But what about the money? Is it the sharing of the money, the giving as gifts of the money, or the fact that your partner has a a stable relationship? Let's talk about uh, stability in a relationship as a green flag. I mean, how do you gauge stability? Because there's no one, male or female, who wants to get into a relationship with a person who's not stable at their own level. So how are we assessing stable? Mm. And I like that you are stable at your level. So are we talking about financial stability, mental, emotional stability, ready for commitment stability? Um, you know, what kind of stability are we talking about? I think that those are the things we'll want to look at. Um, and I think it's important that we, if, it, if certain things mean something to us, so certain concepts, values, principles, how we want to raise children together, how we want to live our lives, our goals, the things that we want to achieve in five years, the things that we'd like to achieve in 10 years, how we'd like to discipline our children if we're getting into a serious relationship, or if we, where, where we are right now. Are we at the space right now because, you know, we're living in such a fast-paced world and you know, I, I don't have to speak about the rate and the incidence of HIV, STIs. So are we at the stage of the relationship where we can talk about our STI status? 
And how does that impact the, the future of the relationship? So, you know, are you that person who is able to then respect the person's STI status and move forward? Do you have uh, deal breakers? So you, how much are you willing to invest in a relationship until you are able to say, okay, this is it for me. This is my deal breaker and I won't go further. I feel like when you enter a relationship, depending on how the pace and how it's going and what your intentions are, and it depends on how you met. If you met through a dating site or if you met through a certain, you know, in a certain uh, space, you know probably what the intentions are for that, for that communication and contact. If you can say up front, here's what I can offer, here's what I would like to see happen, or here are my expectations, of a person, a partner, a relationship, and here are my red flags. Oh, sorry, here are my deal breakers. So if we can do that, if we have the courage to do that, and the courage to face whatever the response is, so we might be really attracted to someone, and it just turns out that we don't click. You know, when we get down to having conversations, so the physical attraction might be there, the sexual attraction might be there, but the rest of it doesn't put in place. So are we okay to, to walk away from that, knowing that the rest of the relationship will not, um, you know, suit our needs and you won't gel together as a couple, it won't be a feasible relationship, or are you going to sacrifice that for the chemical and the physical reaction and attraction? I think it depends on what, where your priorities lie. Yeah. So uh, stability, important. It's a green flag, a mental, emotional, uh, physical, financial stability, open communication, but also knowing what it is that you are looking for. We are about to talk about the intimate side of uh, these green flags. What is it that your partner does that is a green flag for you? That is an oh, yes, my partner. Please, A-teamers, call in or even WhatsApp and let us know what is it that you do for your partner that you you feel is a green flag or what is it that your partner does for you that you feel is uh, is a green flag intimately um and also um you know maybe you just enjoy cooking for your partner and that makes you feel good and your partner enjoys um you cooking for them so uh, let us know let us know 011-714-2006 or whatsapp 0614-104-107 Oh, fly away, fly away, fly away, fly away and fly into that green flagged relationship. Big Bob saying Zoom. It was released in the year 1997. What a feel good song. Really needed this to pick us up as we think of the beautiful things that we do for our partners and that our partners do for us that are green flags. I'll tell you one thing. Being in a relationship with someone who appreciates you should be a green flag who appreciates you no matter what should be a green flag. We're in conversation with Dr. Miriam Khan, who's a registered natural medicine doctor uh, with a master's degree focusing on sexual and reproductive health and rights and its intersections with gender and religion. It is Closet Conversations. Tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia M. Dooley. Closet Conversations. This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Dr. Khan, I was talking about, uh, uh, what's this, um, a partner 
appreciating you and you appreciating your partner. Green flag, isn't it? Absolutely. I think we need to tie it up a little bit and let's be specific about green flags in bed. Ah, well, so let's go for it. Let's give the A-teamers a, a start and hear what they have to say. So I'll give two or three and then we can hear what they have to say. So look at someone, look to see whether your partner is prioritizing your pleasure and theirs. Or if it's yourself, are you prioritizing your pleasure as well as your partner's? And that pleasure does not necessarily have to be the orgasm itself. So it's the journey. You know, we're always talking about the journey and not necessarily the destination. So are they rushing through it? Are they making sure that you're getting pleasure through various parts of your body or just the penetration and just, you know, direct beeline to the genital organs? So we're looking at pleasure and whether your partner is prioritizing your pleasure equally to the way they prioritize their own, or whether you prioritize your partner's pleasure equally. So that would be one green flag. Let's not rush through it. So if we are prioritizing each other's uh, sexual um, pleasure pleasure and appetites, that doesn't mean that you neglect your own. That means you enjoy, but you're also being very cognizant of what your partner wants, desires, and enjoys. So that would need communication, taking us back to communication. Communication, being in the moment, being aware of their facial expression, you know, the way they're responding, their body responding. So if, for example, it looks or it sounds painful, do you continue or do you stop, pause, and ask your partner, are they okay? You know, are they okay? Um, Does it feel good? Is it painful? Are they okay to keep going? That kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, what's another green flag? So I'm going to go straight to the end of the business. And we'll come back to in between. But this is a big one, and I want to address this before the end of the show. The aftercare. You know, so a lot of people are talking about getting, you know, the build-up, the excitement, getting there, getting naked, and getting busy. But the aftercare. So afterwards is there time for cuddle is there t- so we talk a lot about foreplay right but what about the afterplay and the aftercare um do you offer your partner drinks do you offer them snacks do you check if they're feeling cold if they're too hot um do you offer a rub a massage do you help clean up any of the mess that you may have made together because you know intercourse can be pretty messy so are you there, or are you expe- you know are you there cleaning up too, since you are part of the equation, or you, are you expecting just the woman partner or one partner to do the cleanup all the time? Hmm. The aftercare seems like one that has been neglected. The aftercare Often. seems like one that has been neglected, and one that can cause someone not to want to continue being intimate if the green flags are not met. Also, I think that, you know, it can become a burden. Say, for example, it's late night or it's early morning and you're rushing for work and you decide to be intimate. If one person has the responsibility or the burden, because it can become a burden if you're rushing for work, or even at night, you start to, you know, feel resentment toward your partner because you're the one that bears the burden of the cleanup. Mm. So all of the fun that you had up until that point kind of makes no sense and it doesn't matter anymore because now you're sitting here in this moment presenting the fact that you have to be the one that cleans up. 
it helps if your partner is there with you and makes it a bit lighter. It lightens the burden. Also feels it makes you feel like your partner appreciates you and and they take responsibility for being part of that equation. Yeah. An equal yeah. part of the equation. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, can I go to some of the messages here that I've sure. received so far? So A-teamers are really being open with us, and I'm hoping that some will also call in uh, 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp 614 SMSs go to 41391. I'm going to start with this one. This one says... Hi, Patricia, definitely 100% eye contact during verbal and nonverbal interactions. Being an attentive listener, an interesting conversationalist, opening a door for me, being wrapped up in a warm hug. Those are green flags for this A-teamer. This one says, green flag is when a partner doesn't fuss or isn't resistant when it comes to switching of positions during Intimacy. That's from Joseph in Orange Farm. Uh, so, yeah, that green flag. I like that one. The, the, the eye contact, uh, being able to have a good conversation. But I also like the one that don't be resistant. When it's time to change positions, change positions. Like Aliyah says, just be free, flow. Or if you don't like the position, talk and say, babes, no, that's not for me. Or not tonight. I'm not feeling it. So I was going to say that, and you said it. You know, <laughs> communication is so important. So, you know, uh, we could be very gentle in the way we suggest. So asking the partner if they'd like to try something new, you know, would you like to do this? Would you like to, you know, or well, I would like this. How do you feel about that, you know? Um, or maybe post-intimacy, you do a little bit of a, you know, you have a little bit of a chit-chat. Um, oh, that was nice. Um, I wouldn't have minded taking it further to here, you know, and you explain what. Well, I saw this, and would you like to try this the next time? So, you know, um, we can't read our partner's mind, and it would be nice to be, you know, to, for, for yourself to communicate exactly what you want, how you would like something, when you would like it, um, you know, the, the pace, the tempo, how much of force, no force, gentle, so what kind of touch, all of those things. So if we are on our, from our side, if we're able to communicate that, then it will also give them the space to be able to communicate from their side. If they are the shy person and we're, you know, we're not the shy person, we're the vocal person and they're the shy person, then they'll be able to have that. They'll find that space safe enough to be able to communicate. And it's Dr. Khan, nice to allow. Dr. Khan, please hold that thought. I need to go to a quick break. So just hold that thought and we'll come back to it. Sure. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Closet Conversations. Dr. Khan, uh, you were mid-sentence of uh, explaining to us some of these uh, things that we should be doing as green flags in our relationships. So, Patricia, what we were saying is, you know, for, if we are able to communicate freely, then we create a kind of safe space for our partner to be able to communicate as well. So it's important to ask questions. It might sound like it's so boring, you know, if I have to ask someone, can we do this? But know that we can't know what our partners, I mean, we, we don't know, we can't read their minds. Also, we don't know what kind of baggage they're coming with. 
And all of us are carrying some kind of baggage from previous relationships. Maybe someone had a traumatic experience, but they're not ready to share that with you. Maybe you haven't reached that point in your relationship, or maybe they're just not comfortable talking about it. So we have to ask questions. Would you like to try this? Um, maybe something like that seems like a basic thing to one person can be a trigger for another person, can bring back terrible memories for that person. So it's always important to be able to communicate and to ask before just trying something and springing something on onto your partner. Let's go to a voice note. Hey, good evening, Sis Pat, the good doctor and all eight humans. Yeah, ne, the green flags, they ended with our parents. Hi, boy. You know, from <laughs> us, from us to the lower generation. When we are lucky, we get the yellow flags. <laughs> but other than that, it's red, red, red. Yeah, from my observation and from a personal level, I'm saying that from that angle. Papa G here. Amen. Well, Papa G, you get what you give. Uh-oh. If, 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 <laughs> no, honestly, if he says our parents, so the generation before us is the generation that had green flags, it means there was a give-give. Now you are taking-taking and they're going to take-take from you. No, you get what you give. Yeah. Dr. Khan, I'm not going to agree with Papa G.I. <laughs> Can I? I'm going to go straight on to another point then. Uh, before you go to another point, so let's read some of these uh, green flags from our A-teamers, right? So sure. this A-teamer says, Patricia, I had a partner that cooked. The best chef ever. Cleaned, ran my bath water, a real wow. gem. He just decided to pack up and leave while I was at work. Apparently, he operated that way. I bore. Uh-oh. <laughs> Okay, uh, that's sad. That's very, very sad. Sorry, A-team. I'm sorry you had to go through that. And whoever that brother is, brother, please, man, don't don't give all the right things and then you just disappear. Also, he spoiled it for her now because he set a certain standard. I'm telling you, what a high standard. This one is from Ntabagai Kaikonjwa Gumza, who says, Mantuli, good evening. If your partner respects you and appreciates your efforts, that's a green flag, and I agree with this. Um, another one. Is it not a bit of a red flag when I almost always have to ask my wife for a blowjob, despite her knowing how much I love it? Anonymous. Doc, you can answer. I don't think that's a red flag. That's a preference, or it would be something that she's not comfortable with. And sometimes, you would have to come to a compromise, and a compromise is a green flag, you know. So you have to be, you have to assess the situation in terms of the rest of the relationship with your partner and the one act of oral sex. So would you rather have the oral sex and not have the rest of what may be a good relationship with your partner or the good relationship with your partner and, and a pleasant and and pleasurable other aspects of intercourse and intimacy and maybe compromise without the the oral sex. And of course, it comes down to communication. So maybe you should ask your partner, what about the oral sex they're not comfortable with? And don't push because that's a green flag when you don't push. It should come from them and compromise is definitely a green flag. 
Doc, you know, yeah, and there's another green flag here. This one is from uh, Kintosh Shoes in Eastern Cape. It says, green flag. Patricia and Doc, a prolonged foreplay and stroking my partner. Green, green, she, green, green. <laughs> where she enjoys it before penetration is enjoyable for the both of us. And after we were intimate, we still cuddle and show love and appreciation. Yo, Kintosh, I wish we had this, you know, clap hands for Kintosh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely green. Many green flags there. Sounds almost fair, but many green flags there. Perfect. Uh, perfect, perfect. Um, this one is saying, how do you sustain these green flags when there are kids in the picture? Kids are a buzzkill. <laughs> so, yeah, how do you sustain green flags intimately uh, in your intimate life when when you've got kids? So you have date nights, you have maybe extended family, grandparents, um, obviously people who you know for sure you can trust with your kids, that you can leave your kids there for a few hours or overnight, it depends where it is. And we, we know that we live in a society where sometimes family members are the ones who are abusing our children. So we've got to be very careful that we're not compromising on that. And we have alone time and then compromise on our children's safety. And I have to be realistic about these things. So I'm sorry if I'm spoiling, you know, the atmosphere and the mood here. But just to make sure that, you know, we have all of those checked, you can do that. You can arrange date nights, set aside time. And it's important to teach our children privacy. So a basic thing like a closed door. You can have an open door policy with your children and in your home. But know that when your door is closed, meaning that the door is pushed closed, it does not necessarily have to be locked. But if the door is pushed closed, it needs a knock-knock before someone enters. So that kind of thing. And setting side, time aside for yourself. Maybe sneak some time during the day, early morning, in the evening. You know, uh, it depends on the dynamics of the family. But it is, it is important to make that time to teach children privacy so that you have your alone time and they have their alone time. And it should be something that's done organically and from the time kids are little. So it doesn't become something that they they become curious about. Why are you closing the door? What are you going to do behind that closed door? So <laughs> it just has to be like, you know, um, you create that kind of atmosphere where each person has their alone time. You go into your room, you know, you have your privacy, you close your door, I'm going into my room. And you can start with basic things like, maybe getting dressed or just needing some time out. And slowly, slowly kids learn to respect that space. They learn to respect your privacy and you get, you know, you get your alone time. I think that's one way of doing it. Yeah. I think another thing, uh, parents as well overthink the issue of kids. So you think my kids are here. They should not hear me. My kids are here. They should not even think that I'm having sex. My, so parents overthink the children's presence in the home. That even if the kid is busy doing homework or reading or watching uh, cartoons, you think your child is hearing you from your bedroom. So maybe we as parents as well need to green flag our minds when it comes to our children. And especially if you've set those, th those beautiful boundaries of a closed door policy, knock before you enter, wait for the come in and, and, and free yourself because your children are not a joy kill. You know, I, <laughs> I'm a mother and I don't think I, I'd like to view my children as, you know, um, uh, joy killers. No. 
Same. And the green flag, not necessarily, you know, I think that what we should stress here also is that the intimacy, maybe the penetration, the sexual intercourse itself is, uh, you know, a, a, a space within that space is what you need your privacy for. But everything leading up to that, foreplay does not necessarily only mean a sexual touch. It could be so many things. And all of that stuff, like the 18 and have said earlier, cooking a meal for your partner, doing some chores, I mean, washing the dishes, all of that leads to the intimacy. So all of that could be done whilst your kids are running around you. That's true. Very true. So, uh, Shorty Signolo in uh, Mafefe in Limpopo says, Good evening, Patricia and Dr. Khan. I fully agree with Papa G. 120% he is spot on. Papa G was saying that uh, uh, green he flags... He doesn't believe, yeah, yes. Green flags ended wow. with our parents. <laughs> sure. So now... That's concerning. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. How... Uh, a person like Shorty and Papaji, if they want to enter into a relationship, how do they do it? Because they already are giving red flags and seeing red flags. So would this be a hookup relationship? How do they work past the constant red flag notion? I think that, you know, it's like it's exactly like you said or a bit of what you said in terms of, you know, you're carrying something with you, which is probably an experience from the past. And you're also sending off those signals. And you will attract that kind of, you know, that that person as well. So you're going to attract the same and repeat whatever so-called mistakes you may have made in the past. It's important. And again, it's scenario-based and context-based. Where are we meeting these people? What do they want? What are the expectations? What are our expectations? And sometimes we're just going to take life with a pinch of salt. Sometimes a wonderful relationship that looks like it's leading towards something solid might just fall apart. And that's that's just how it is. It doesn't always work out the way we hope to work out. And that's where it becomes important to develop a very good relationship with yourself. So, you know, you give as much as you want to give or you can give, but you mm. also know that you keep for yourself so that it's not, when the relationship falls apart, you're not sitting with an empty bucket. Mm, mm. So it's important to have that relationship with yourself. I agree, 100% agreed. So a relationship with self, very important in order for you to be able to give uh, green flags. And I, I think... And Patricia, we, nothing is for granted, right? Yeah, I mean, nothing yeah. is guaranteed. So as much as we can give and... And we have to, you know, for ourselves, we've got to establish and understand what are our expectations. And we've also got to be realistic. We're living in a world that's like that at the moment. We hope that we'll get back what we give. It doesn't always work out like that because people have different motivations. People have their own priorities. They have their own reasons for being in a relationship. And not everyone's willing to share their deepest thoughts you know, with someone, it takes people months to trust and that in a lot of that could come from their own previous relationships, not necessarily romantic or sexual relationships. It could also be from relationships with family members, with parents. So the way they've interacted with people previously, and it could be a coping mechanism, it could be a protective mechanism where they're trying to also not let themselves get hurt. You know, I don't think all of the so-called negative actions are premeditated. 
Very true, very, very true. Dr. Khan, on the green flag note, uh, what are the uh, parting shots that you're going to give us uh, so that we can give green flags and um, appreciate the green flags that our partners give us? I want to speak quickly about, you know, one important green flag. And it's important to me because I keep speaking about women's health. So a partner who uses protection in terms of an external condom without complaining, a partner who offers to use an external condom because they prioritize your sexual and reproductive health, they prioritize your overall health because they know and understand how bad oral contraceptives can be for you if the only reason you're using it is to not fall pregnant. Um, And a partner who cares and and who understands that the external condom um, actually also protects you from STIs, not just from pregnancy. This is a major, major green flag. So Mm. we're looking for that in partners. And it can Mm. also be in a marriage, not necessarily in, you know, in a, in a relationship where there's no marriage. So it could, it could definitely be in a marriage. Someone who doesn't initiate sex when you are asleep, unless you have some kind of previous arrangement or agreement, because, you know, that consent you have to be conscious for. So a sleeping person cannot give consent. This is something I'm coming across a lot where women, you know, get up to men um, initiating sex or in the act of sex and and the act of penetration. Because some people are deep sleepers and some people are not. Some people will be able, you know, will get up depending on the touch and then how heavy or how light the touch is and some might not. So a lot of women have actually been in relationships where when they get up and they see that they are actually in the middle of intercourse, they feel now that this person, and the way they understand it is, this person has crossed a boundary, and they start asking themselves, is this rape? So someone who doesn't initiate sex when you're asleep, and who doesn't believe or feel like your body your body belongs to them now because you're in an, in an established relationship or in a marriage. So these are things that should be discussed prior to them happening. And I think I mentioned previously someone who's aware of your responses, your facial expression, your you know whether a sound or the look on your face is painful. So someone who's aware of those cues and who asks, who pauses, who takes the time and consideration to ask you if it's okay, if you're okay, if it's painful, if you can keep going, if they'd like you, if you'd like them to stop. And this is also a major green flag. Someone who is happy to stop without making you feel guilty when you want it to stop. Mm. Even if you haven't reached the big O or if they haven't reached the big O. Dr. Khan. So that is a very important green flag. Yeah, very important. All of the these last pointers that you've made, very important. Uh, let's, let's respect each other as partners, love each other and uh, open up the communication. How do we get in touch with you, Dr. Khan? On, on Instagram, it's at Dr. Mariam B. Khan. If it's via text message, it's 079-380-8449. Thank you very much for joining us and uh, have a very pleasant uh, weekend ahead. Same to you, Patricia. Lovely to hear you always.
A-teamers, that wraps up the Thursday edition of Late Night Conversations. We are back again on Monday from 10 p.m. until midnight. But on social media platforms, you can interact with us at SAFM Radio at Patricia in Nduli. A green flag, reversium tlaba for some. But Phineas is saying, no, no, Phineas, dali reversium tlaba. That's what a green flag is for some guys, you know. A-teamers, remember, Asanda Beta comes in three a.m. until 5 a.m. May goodness and grace lead you all to the great heights of success.